Welcome to Rocket Ship, the podcast where web developers learn the skills and secrets to ship awesome mobile apps. I'm once again Simon Grimm, creator of Galaxies.dev, and today's guest is Vadim Savin. And I think, Vadim, you can give your introduction yourself. Can you please start with the famous lines from your live stream? Because I love that. Uh, what's up, Node.js developers? Oh, uh, I've I been waiting <laughs> for that. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to stay that high energy as you have right now. <laughs> so I, did, I was not prepared for that. Probably I should have been caffeinated more. But yeah, my name is Vadim. Uh, I run a, a YouTube channel, Not Just Development. And yeah, I think it's not just the channel. We do a lot of things. Uh, I think but, you, you have grown way beyond a YouTube channel. I, I, would, I wouldn't call it an empire, but you have been successfully building your own company based on, on YouTube and the whole not just uh, brand or not just development brand. And um, I've been following you for quite some time. You're close to, I think you got 80,000 subscribers on YouTube at this point. So you're, something like that, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're 20K ahead. Although currently one of my AI videos is like after three months, it's suddenly taking off and gets like 5K views per day and I get like massive Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but uh, this is you're, not about you're quite me. a trend, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got that. So uh, I'd love today to talk with you about GraphQL, AWS, Amplify, about startups um you have an accelerator coming up you have a new community coming up Excited. so oh uh, yeah uh, many topics uh, mostly around react native and building startups but um, maybe we take a step back in the beginning and start with where wadim actually came from um where, where, where did you go to school and how did you get into react native and creating youtube content okay so that's uh, a long process um, yeah, <laughs> give just, us the condensed version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's start. Yeah, um, started. I got into programming. Uh, it's a bit hard to explain. Like it's in our country, it's college, but that's basically our high school where you have like your normal subjects. But besides that, you have also like a specialization. And I chose programming. I got interested in that. So that was probably around ten years ago. Um, Loved that. Uh, the, the coding part, the challenging stuff. I was doing mm -hmm. a lot of things on my own, and uh, started like participating in a lot of like programming contests and so on. So that's where like my love for for coding started. Uh, but like in a couple of years after, um, I was I graduated the school. I was not able to go to the contests with the school, so I had like a lack of challenges, like hmm. I, I needed something, you know, exciting <laughs> to, to work on, to, to challenge myself and to grow. And I think that's when uh, I got into startups. I saw uh, an event, um, a hackathon, and we decided, okay, let's, let's go, let's try. Uh, at that point, I didn't have a lot of experience with like building full stack applications. Um, I had like programming experience, you know, like fundamentals, like very good fundamentals, but when it comes to building applications, not so much. So yeah, we went there, uh, two guys, I think 18 years old, uh, very feeling not in our place, you know, like you look around like all the developers talking oh, about yeah. like APIs, databases and so on. I'm like here, oh, I know how to do a for loop. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> But yeah, the, um, the organizers uh, actually encouraged us to, to, we had an idea, but we were shy to present it and they encouraged us like, go for it, you know. 
So yeah, we uh, we suggested that idea. We found another co-founder to join our team, and in the next three days, we basically learned Django. I, I started. I searched What's on the that? internet like how to build a website. I found like something about Django, which is a Python framework. Oh, crazy! We just look for some tutorials, and by the end of a weekend, uh, in yeah, like from Friday to set Sunday, we build that application, and we had the application running like a, like a de- at the demo day we had like a public like demo, you could join it, post <laughs> stuff there. That is actually so, like a, like a huge achievement because if you think back five eight years, there were no tools like Superbase or like cloud databases. No. There was no uh, even React Native wasn't great back then. Um, so yeah, kudos. That, that must have been like a very challenging process to put that together. Yeah, I don't just even remember like how we we learned it. Like probably through documentation or stuff like that. A fun fact is that at that point, I didn't know about password hashing. So we simply store like plain text passwords in the database and then compared it. But the learning is that it didn't stop us. Like the thing that we didn't know a tool, a technology or something did not stop us from actually trying and implementing something because you can always improve like the technical and you can always pay down the technical depth that you incur when you just get started. But what you learn from experiences like this when you don't feel ready, but you still jump into it and try to make the best out of it. You look for resources out there and you make it work. You're going to learn so much out of this experience that no like course out there can help you. So yeah, that's, that's, I think where like the, the whole project based learning also started for me and how a couple of years later, I got into into teaching and educating people about mobile development with project based as well. Yeah, I can certainly see how how that arc like continues and comes back in in 2023 now. Um to be honest, I n- I've never taken part in a hackathon and and while you were talking about this, I felt like Simon, you really should do this one day. Um <laughs> especially like at this point where we're both or many people are somewhat experienced in technology, so the actual coding part isn't too hard um, yeah, figuring definitely. out the architecture, but for me, it's always been a problem about the ideas. So I've been burned by my bad ideas and just uh, getting excited about coding problems in the past. So I wanted to develop a job board. I wanted to have a template library, but I never thought about actual problems of people and um, approaching this from a like more... Uh, analytical standpoint so that's yeah. why i got burned in the past and i don't know maybe ba- i should ba- participate based on the again. books yeah <laughs> oh the lean startup yeah vadim is showing the lean startup for one just listening yeah I, I, there it's are hard. many books like build build to sell um they're from peter who's it peter levels levels uh, yeah he's like all the indie hacker scene i've been following that that whole topic for years it sometimes looks so easy like the people oh yeah after three years i'm at 50k mrr but Honestly, I, I don't think it's that easy. Um, I can't just like solve my own problems anymore in 2023 mm-hmm. and, and sell it because everyone's been doing that. And especially in the in the creator economy, everyone's trying to just solve their own problems and all the old problems have been solved about 10 times. <laughs> so um, I, I found this to be challenging, but you are trying to make that better with your upcoming incubator. Is that right? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, first of all, I would agree with you, like, especially I think for us developers, uh, I don't know, maybe we, we, 
the way we usually work, like in our office, like with our headsets on, coding and so on, um, it's a bit harder for us to, to, to go out there and based on like the, the books, like get out of the house and start uh, talking with potential clients uh, and understand their struggles and things like that. I agree, like that's, that's difficult for us. Like it's much easier to build something mm -hmm. because we, we have these skills, we have a power. It doesn't, nothing can stop us from coding something. So when you have like, should I go talk with customers or should I open VS Code and start <laughs> hacking something? We usually tend to go to the second option to, to go ahead and hack something. But the problem here is that uh, in a lot of cases, we end up building something that people don't want. I think the YC, the YC incubator accelerator, they have a good saying, uh, build something people want. Yeah, and it, it sounds so easy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it sounds easy, it's hard, hard to get there, but we need to prioritize that. We need to, to, to try to make sure that we are not building something that came out in our mind and we think that is genius. Um, I receive a lot of messages from people like, hey, have a million dollar ideas. That's what <laughs> I thought. <laughs> like, okay, that's great. Like, that's a great start, but the next step would be to try to validate the idea, try to talk with some customers. You don't have to do that with hundreds of people, but with a, like, I don't know, five, 10 people, if you talk with them and start seeing patterns of challenges and problems and difficulties, um, you will look for, for, for phrases like, oh, I wish something was easier. Oh, I wish that was different. Oh, I, I'm full of doing that stuff, you know? So when you start hearing that, like uh, you, you start seeing problems. And I think this is a muscle, like the more you, you do it, the easier it is for you to see problems. Because nowadays, like sometimes I have an opposite problem. Like there are too many ideas and too many <laughs> problems that I see around myself that I would be excited to solve. And at the same time, I don't want to, <laughs> to unfocus myself and start a lot of things. Right. So yeah. that's, that's a challenge. Like, hey, stay focused. You have yeah. one thing. <laughs> uh, that's right. I think, yeah, that, that talking to potential customers or people definitely makes sense. And I've read this before as well. Um, so if somebody wanted to get into this, and let's say they don't have an idea yet, where would these people start? I'm, I'm kind of asking this with a, with a selfish background because I would really also like to start a new project. Mm -hmm. And although I might seem like I have tons of connections and like I'm on Twitter and YouTube, like 95% mm -hmm. of the time I'm sitting here in my office and I'm talking to a camera and, and nobody's listening. Like, so it's actually nice that we both have a conversation this time, yeah. <laughs> not, just, not just recording a video, but many developers just like do their work. They maybe have some bit of Twitter. They look around on Reddit and... Um, they're kind of like stuck and I, I, I kind of feel that I've been there before like for weeks I've been searching problems and I know that I want to find a problem I just can't find it I don't know where to look and uh, if I try to like analyze my own life and problems I'm, I tend to be a very optimistic and chilled person so I don't <laughs> like if I have a problem I probably already came up with a solution to work around the problem <laughs> so, so I, I don't see it anymore like I'm, I'm getting or, blind to my own yeah, I'm getting blind to my own problems so uh, what, what's a process to 
uh, uncovering problems of people when when you want to start out? Yeah, I think that uh, as you said, like the first place where you would look for problems. I mean, the easiest place where you would look for problems is in your personal life. It's like everything that you are doing, and you feel that hey, this is becoming very repeating, like maybe it can be automated, maybe we can do something about it, or if you struggle with something, like that's definitely like a problem that, at least there is one customer for that, it's you. <laughs> so the next goal would be to see if there are other people with the same problems. And um, the, ne the next step I think would be to, um, to, to learn to listen and listen to people from the communities you are part of, people from uh, around you, from your hobbies, and so on. So if you are part of some online communities, like you will just try to pay attention at what people are complaining uh, about. And when they complain, that means that there is a problem behind that. So I think that, that, that would be a good place to start hobbies, communities. Yeah, I think I used in the past a tool called Gummy Search, which helps you to like uncover problems on Reddit. Uh, I'm not exactly mm. going to put this in the show notes. That was definitely also an interesting tool to yeah. like, help with the, with the whole research process. And I think uh, during August, that, yes, please. Sorry, uh, I just wanted to add here like a very uh, important note. Uh, another place where you get like ideas is, for example, if you are, I don't know, switching careers or if you have some experience in a different industry. Uh, having like experience and working in a different industry where maybe your family is working in a specific industry. Uh, the knowledge that you gain from, from being around that environment will tremendously help you to uncover problems. And a lot of people are going after sexy industries, but there are so many other industries that are waiting to be revolutionized that people just don't go there because they don't have access. Maybe it's not interesting. Like, I don't know, not everyone would be excited about, I don't know, agriculture or farming or ports or transportation and so on. So. Yeah, just just follow like everyone has their unique uh, place and the experience experiences that they have went through, which gives you an opportunity like a unique opportunity to know something that other people don't know. And you just combine like, hey, like my father worked like for the whole life in railways and. I remember he was always coming back home with complaining about that specific stuff and nobody's looking at railways and revolutionizing it with some software. So let me look into that and uh, because my father is working there, I can have like contacts and do some interviews and talk with him and so on. This is just pure example like, uh, yeah. yeah, but I it can. It's a great idea, like the personal experiences. It's, it's certainly something everyone should, should tap into if you have them. So I don't really have a lot of work experience, but uh, you're completely right. For example, my, my dad was a teacher as well. So I never yeah. wanted to become a teacher and now I'm teaching people <laughs> to, to build React Native as we actually kind of find. But yeah, um, these are exactly the, the things you, you can tap into. And 
What I wanted to say is during August, um, you ran a cool community event, I think. Um, I, I couldn't follow it completely because I'm, uh, I was doing my own stuff, but it was a like a summer startup challenge. Yeah. Um, how how did this work? Like, um, where where did you start? What had people to do? Um, could you could you like walk me yeah. through the process of, of what you did? Definitely. Because I think it sounds really uh, really like uh, challenging <laughs> and cool. It's something I want to take part in next time. Yeah, uh, and I I would encourage you to do so if you want like this hackathon experience. <laughs> and I'm gonna link it back to to my first experience how I got into startups with that hackathon. And with that, like organizers who pushed me to to actually go ahead and uh, try my idea, because at that time I was very shy, and if they didn't push it, like I probably would um, wouldn't be here. So, what I'm trying to do with these community events that we are organizing is to provide the same environment for people that I had at my time trying something new, trying to build a, uh, an application when I feel that I'm not ready. Because I believe that for a very small percentage of them, that can, me, that, that can be a very life-changing experience. Either they are continuing working on the application that they started, or they learn something new, or they discover something that they uh, didn't know before. So yeah, or that's- they, or, they meet, or they meet people in the, meet in the people, challenge. Yeah, definitely. Right. So yeah, that was the, the idea with hackathons and so on. We organized previous year quite a lot of them. We did one uh, called Code for Ukraine, where we gathered like our community to build some solutions for Ukraine. Then we had like another hackathon in back in November. And w the best part about it is like all of these hackathons, they if you compare them with other videos on our channel, they gather like way less viewership and attention. And right. we were talking with, with, with a team about that, but uh, I said like, hey, like the purpose of this are completely different. And I believe that the value that it brings to the smaller group is way higher than the value combined like uh, for, for other things. And uh, cool story is uh, this May at Abdo.js conference, uh, during the first day, uh, two guys approached me and they said that they are the winners of the hackathon uh, <laughs> that we organized like back, back in November. And they showed me the application. They told me they are still working at it. So oh, that so was cool. the moment when they started working at their own product. And I think that that uh, told me that it doesn't matter how many views it covers, like we're going to organize like this kind of community events because if at least one person will start a project out of them, like I would be the, the happiest. And uh, yeah, the, the story of that guys is very quite interesting because I think a lot of people can relate with that. They were working as a software engineers, but when you're working as a software engineer, sometimes your work becomes very repetitive. Mm -hmm. Like you feel like a very small cog of the whole system. You don't feel that you are bringing like crazy amount of value. So you're fixing a bug, implementing a small feature, moving some stuff around, which I don't say it's not important, it's important, but personally, like if you, if you want to have like a bigger value and see like the results faster, it's not the best environment. So the guys saw the hackathon, they said like, let's give it a try. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of just fixing bugs. I want to see a project build from, from ground up. And when you do that in a couple of days, that's, I don't know, that's exciting. Like when you, 
when you, when you see things coming up together. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we did. Like uh, this August, we organized a community event where we encouraged everyone from our uh, community to build their own startups. Uh, and during the same process, uh, I also built a production application myself and I documented everything on YouTube. Uh, it was around like eight live streams. And by then we had like the, an application published on the market. Did, did you start with an idea you already had in mind and then just like build it along the streams? I had a very general idea in mind. Uh, what, and what was the idea? I wanted to do something in the financial space, uh, uh -huh. but the financial space for mobile application is quite crowded. It's quite hard to, to differentiate mm -hmm. yourself. So I knew that I had to niche down if I mm -hmm. want to have a chance to, to differentiate from the others. So I focused on a problem that, as you said, like I solved my own problem. Um, I built like a personal, uh, not a personal, a couple's finances application. Basically an application that will help families or couples that are at a point where they manage their finances together to do that from a, a nice user interface. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, it all started with a board that we drew with my uh, <laughs> soon-to-be wife <laughs> uh, and then, like I said, like, let's, let's do it as, um, as an application. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, and also, once again, great way if you just see this. It doesn't have to be something big. That's probably yeah. something you talked about a few times just and then thought like, hey, yeah, well, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, for a quick moment, can we do a, a quick technical dive into um, the project? Because I, I love to look behind the apps uh, that people build in this podcast as well. So um, what, what are the technologies you use to actually then, then build this project? Yeah, uh, yeah first of all, uh, and a benefit of like this kind of events and challenges is trying new stuff. I think that's uh, an opportunity where you can give it a try to a technology or a tool that you kind of always wanted to try, but you never find mm. the right time, you know? So that's personally what I did myself as well. Uh, I tried two new things uh, during these projects. One of them is on the front-end side, on the client side, and that's Tamagui, which okay. is a great uh, library. Uh, and on the back-end, I tried something different. I tried Superbase. Oh, nice. Which I pretty loved. To be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've I've been working with Superbase uh, for sponsored content now many times, and I've been following them for years. Actually, like when they were in beta, I think I tried them the first time and got their attention. And uh, since then, they have evolved so much. Like they well, added tons when was of that? Yeah, that was at least like I don't know three years three ago. Three years ago. So they added so many features. They always have these launch yeah. weeks and introduce new stuff. So yeah, um, Superbase is definitely, to me, more than just a Firebase alternative. Okay, yeah. But uh, I, I work a lot with AWS Amplify on, uh, for, for, on my channel. Even my course is based on AWS Amplify, which is a great tool. But uh, the only thing is that sometimes it's a little bit overcomplicated. You need... Mm -hmm more knowledge of how AWS works behind the scenes. And if you don't have that, it's, it looks like a, like a black box, a magic box that something is happening behind. And if something is not working, like, uh, it's hard to debug. 
And on the other hand, with Superbase, they had a different experience. I, everything kind of um, kind of worked. <laughs> Documentation is great. So right. we'll see. Yeah. And uh, for Tamagui, uh, I'm, I'm curious because usually people use Tamagui if they want to build a web and mobile experience. Yep. Was that your plan that you can, I don't know, what was your, uh, did you use React Native with Tamagui so you could then also have like a cool web version with Expo Router or did you combine it with the Next.js and Solito? Like there are different setups mm -hmm. how we yep. can uh, share stuff. Like what, what was your setup in this case? So the setup was uh, quite unique. I actually bought the paid product from Tamagui that was recently launched. Oh yeah, that's cool. I saw this. What was the name? Uh, Takeout, I think. Oh yeah, on their put website. This in the notes. Yeah. And the this this is a template uh, of a Bootstrap project that has a lot of things already predefined. Uh, the biggest one is like everything is uh, monorepo with uh, everything split into packages. On the mobile side, we have React Native Expo, of course. We have Expo Router uh, for the navigation on the, on the mobile application, but we don't use Expo Router for the web. On the web, we use Next.js with Solito, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the stack. The thing is, I, I have like everything that probably works on the web, but I try to, to stay focused on the mobile side, so I was more focused on that. But as you said, like with Tamago, you can build like cross-platform on web and mobile. So I think with a couple of changes, like I, I can make it work on the web as well. Yeah, I think that's important that you also don't over-engineer in the beginning. You yeah. also said this before for your first hackathon. Like you just pick the technology and, and some backend and then you just go with it. Like you don't expect 10 million users yeah. overnight next week. Um, you, you can pretty much use whatever you want in those hackathons or when you, you're also just personally starting up uh, a project. I, we as developers, if, if you are active on social media, like these whole discussions, like, oh, the performance of this and the <sighs> tailwind is bad. And uh, I'm always like drawn into this. And then I'm like, just just stop it and just build something. It doesn't yeah. matter where your brackets are. It doesn't matter if it's a for loop exactly. or a map. It's it just, just build. You can build great stuff with PHP, Rust Go, Node.js, whatever it is. And my, my credo has always been if... At any point, I get so many users that I have performance <laughs> problems. That's a good I will have, problem to I, have. I will have enough money to pay someone to make that system yes. right. <laughs> exactly. That's that's how everyone should think, especially if you're building like projects, you know. Um, so yeah, that's I completely agree with that. Uh, I think Elon Musk has a saying like, the the biggest waste of time is optimizing something that shouldn't even exist. So when you're starting a project, your first goal is to validate the idea, to try to understand if the project itself like should exist out there. And only then, like if it should exist, if it shows that there is interest in it, uh, it's also like real problems. Only then you can think about like optimization, animations, and so on. Yeah. That's why uh, I, I stay away from, from some topics on my YouTube, even though they are quite popular out there, such as animations. They're great. I really love building them <laughs> and trying to design and engineer them or look at them. But I don't believe that's the most important part, especially when you're starting out. And because, yeah, I'm trying to 
target more like independent developers that want to build something of their own, I think animations, optimizations, and so on come come comes later. Completely agree. Yeah. So you you built the couples finance app um, uh, during the summer startups challenge, and I assume you also released it at the end. Um, how many yeah. other applications were released as well? Uh, because I, I read on Twitter you had like a cool demo day. So what yes. was the outcome of the whole uh, summer challenge? Yeah. So for the summer challenge, we kind of combine it uh, together with the demo day of the accelerator. So I'm not sure we can talk about that as well. Um, we, long story short, I ran a pilot program of an accelerator that is coming soon, where I picked five projects and we worked with them like every week with multiple like meetings and so on, uh, helping them build and launch their applications. So I was happy to see, uh, besides that project that I uh, presented, I was happy to see three exciting projects from our nice. pilot program that were built and published in three months. So that's not like summer startup, but it was presented at the, at the demo day. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, the demo day is on our YouTube channel. You can uh, check it out. There are really cool projects built by, by, by developers and also people that A very interesting story from our pilot program is um, one founder, he started his application a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and during the pandemic, it was really difficult with raising funding. So basically, he had um, his CTO uh, leave uh, the, the startup and he had to, to, to do something. Uh, in order to, to build the, the MVP. He went to some agencies for to, to get a code. I think they quoted him 100K, 100,000 mm -hmm. euros for building the MVP. And he said like, no, I think I'm gonna have to do it myself. <laughs> so without any programming experience, first he joined our course. He joined like every meeting, like asking me like, hey, how, how is that, how is that? And uh, after two months, when we, we, when we invited people for the accelerator, he was the first one to apply. And just because of his dedication, I said like, Let, yes, let's give it a try. So in three months, he built a, an application, quite a huge application. It doesn't even compare with the couples finances application that, that I've built. Like it's, I don't know, 10 times more features <laughs> from a person with, that started coding like three months ago. And yeah, that's, that's a great story. Like now uh, he has the application launched, he has already users there. And uh, yeah, pretty, pretty exciting about that. What were some of the uh, applications presented at launch day? Like in, in which categories were those applications um, roughly? So the one that I'm talking about uh, is a social media for creators at this moment, but later on they, try, they will try to revolutionize like the way creators uh, interact with and get jobs and uh, make a living. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one was uh, AI based Uh, language learning tool, which oh, nice. is very exciting. It, the idea is quite interesting. It generates articles using AI for you to read. And I remember myself when I was learning English, the 
moment when I started being fluent and being able to speak was after I started reading in English. Mm -hmm. So the reading part is quite important. And uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting to use this ChatGPT. And, um, and the third one is at, uh, an application that would help you uh, share and follow other people's diets and what they're specifically eating. Um, so, yeah. So interesting. It, it's like always when you hear about these ideas that other people develop, you're like, Oh yeah, I could have that idea. Um, so you sometimes don't really see like the, the small problems in life. And uh, One thing I, I just um, thought about again is that in the past, I also often found ideas by looking at like App Store categories and apps mm -hmm. and, and looking at the bad reviews like that, that mm -hmm. applications got where people said, oh, this is so slow, this doesn't yeah. look good. And uh, just this morning, I talked to a friend of mine and we want to develop a little app for like the tides at the North Sea in Germany. There is actually one application in the App Store, but it's mm -hmm. horrible. It's not even loading the, the tide times <laughs> like high water and yeah. down. Um, so yeah, we, we're trying to tackle that. We're trying to parse some some data from a weather service and trying nice. to I have no idea if we can actually monetize this, but this is more of a personal problem we're solving as we've <laughs> like, been there before. We always wanted to see this in an app and the app did not work, but uh, looking at the App Store and um, looking at bad examples or just yeah. like, mediocre apps and how they could made be made better uh, is usually also a, a good starting point. You just don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like you can just do something a tiny bit better and yeah. that's sometimes all, all you need to get started. That's exactly true. Like a lot of times, like we have an idea and then we find that someone else is doing that. And a lot of people get discouraged. Like, oh, that's it. I cannot do it because there is someone else doing it already which I think is not the right uh, way to think about. You can think about how you can be different, how you can be better. Maybe they are a more general tool and you can target a specific niche. Uh, so there is a lot of ways you can differentiate yourself. But the fact that there is already a competitor doing that is actually a very good validation point because there is demand for this uh, problem. Because in a lot of cases, we uh, we imagine problems that actually not yes. are not there. Like, I don't know, social media for pets or something like that. Yeah. I, but I, I, I wanted to ask you, you, you built an application recently for the story, bedtime stories. Oh, yes. How I is did, that yeah. going? Um, actually, not too bad. So I'm, I'm really bad at checking stats and optimizing stuff after I launch yep. it. I usually just build stuff and then I'm happy. I, I talk about it, do a video <laughs> and, and then set and forget it. <laughs> um, so there were some in-app purchases in the Bedtime Stories app. Yeah. Um, I think I actually fall into the category you just said because there's another app. I think it's called Oscar. Uh, yeah. I've been talking with them on Twitter as well, which is doing pretty much the same for children, but in a, in a very cute way. And they have a mm -hmm. startup. And once I saw that they actually have a website and they were in Austria media, I was like, oh, they're taking this really serious. Oh, I have no interest in that. <laughs> so I got, I got really discouraged and, and thought like, I can't compete with that company or I, I don't want to because it's like not my main business. I'm a content creator and yeah. I, I don't know if like, while I was working a full-time job, I think I actually had more time for side projects than I have now because now I'm just doing all yep. of this the whole day. And when it's like five, 6 PM, I just want to be with my family. I don't want to do side projects in the evening. Yeah. So it's very uh, hard. Like that's something that I struggle myself with. Like I have phases, you know, uh, 
I go hard on content and on the business and so on. Then at one point I start like, hey, it's been a long time since I've built an actual application. Oh yeah, like I that really as well. Want, <laughs> I really want to do that. Not only for educational purposes, but actual application that I would launch. Then I build it, I launch it. After I launch it, I'm like, I really have to focus on the business. <laughs> like I don't have time for, for the applications and so on. So it's, it's always like that. But the funny thing is, so the, that bedtime stories app did okay. I think I, I probably could do better, but I, yeah, you know, I kind of lost interest and didn't want to do any more. But I do have another application that I built maybe like two months before, which I built because I had the problem. So um, when I was cutting my weight, there were like a lot of great health applications and you can track all the macros and all your foods and create this. And there's so much clicking you need to do in those applications. I got really mm -hmm. annoyed. Like I just want to have, I, I eat pretty much 75% of what I de uh, eat is the same every day. Mm -hmm. Maybe some exchange. Like I have my oats and, and stuff yeah, and yeah, yeah. meals and I know the calories and I just want to have like, that should be able that I can track this with two clicks. I just have with favorites oats, box. Yeah. right? Yeah. So I build an application that I call Quick Track, uh, yep. which is using a public API to like scan barcodes or APIs of food nice. and then you can enter it. And um, it, it, it doesn't look great, uh, but I think by now it has like 50 reviews or so. Oh. Um, so definitely most of all the applications I ever built and people are saying like, yeah, this is great. It's a free application. I can easily track my stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that was exactly the purpose. So I think I should probably revisit this. I think um, that's, that's impressive. I, by yeah, the way, but are you on, on the topic of reviews, are you asking users to, to leave a review in the application or do yeah, you do something after, proactive? Yeah, I think after like adding your third meal or something, it okay. says, hey, do you want to rate us on the App Store? Uh, I think that's a very important part. Yeah, uh, I yeah, think yeah. To do. that's the next feature I, I have like for, for the Famify when I but, have time. <laughs> <laughs> but that app was completely free and I had no plans for it. I just wanted to well, develop it for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and now it's kind of, it's not taking off, but it's getting popular. And to be honest, I actually don't know where to take it from here because now I see people are using these app store optimization tools and you need yeah. to monitor keywords and yeah. you do this. And I'm like, oh no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, uh, for me, that part is exciting. Like that's also what I'm getting into right now more about like the marketing side of mobile applications because going forward with Accelerator, that is going to be a very important aspect of the program that we're gonna offer, not only the technical side, but also the marketing and how to get users. And the keyword, like there, the marketing side of mobile applications have like very specific things that mm -hmm. are quite different from web applications, SaaS and so on. So the, the keywords research and these things are quite important. And I'm just getting into that, starting to, to track. Yeah, and, and it's a topic you usually don't have any experience with. Like you have some web development experience yep. and maybe you can transfer this to, to native with React Native and stuff. But like app stores and optimizing keywords yep. or how your images look like that's totally beyond the skills of a regular developer. Um, and I would have to like read a lot uh, on this to, to get like any meaningful output. Maybe ChatGPT could give me a strategy, but uh, <laughs> I would I would rather join your accelerator uh, for that. 
excited about that. We are opening. Yes, yeah, so I, I saw your uh, next batch is January 2024. Uh, is that correct? Uh, can I yes. apply and join the waitlist already? Can we? Can you tell me? Do I have to fill out anything to get on the list, or do I have to uh, jump through some hoops to qualify to get accepted into the batch? Yeah. So long story short, uh, as I said, we did this pilot program uh, during summer, and now we are preparing for the first public batch. And actually, a couple of days ago was the first time when I started talking publicly about the accelerator. So yeah, January 2024 is going to be the start of our first batch. It's going to be a three months batch. And by the end of it, uh, our guarantee is that you're going to publish your app idea. And at the moment, what you can do is you can join the wait list at notjust.dev slash accelerator. Uh, at this moment, you just join the waitlist, and somewhere in November, we're going to open the application process. At that moment, we're going to send an email to everyone, and you're going to apply with your idea. It's going to be a standard application process for, for startups, uh, talking about like the idea, problem, solution, your unique advantage in bringing this to, to, to reality. And after that, we're going to select a couple of uh, projects. Uh, we're going to do interviews. And based on the interviews, we're going to select 10 projects. Um, so with 10 projects, we're going to kickstart our first batch. And um, we're going to do this twice a year. So yeah, very, very limited. <laughs> that sounds really uh, interesting, especially as during our conversation, I just internally noticed that I actually do maybe do have good ideas and I do I have shipped them already, but I'm incredibly bad at following up and just like sticking to something. And I assume, I assume that if I would join an accelerator and I would like every week talk to someone, it doesn't yeah. actually matter if that somebody understands a lot about my idea or something, but just talking to somebody every week would get me like this accountability I need yeah. for myself because I have just no motivation to get back into those apps right now. Really, they just no, it's zero. It's really zero. <laughs> so um, I think an accelerator would be a great idea to just be accountable and just follow yeah. up and make progress uh, every week. Yeah, definitely. That's something that uh, the first project from the pilot program we said like is some some of the most valuable things that we've got is this peer accountability because we met uh, twice a week for for the accountability checks and uh, it doesn't stop actually after the three months because <laughs> the, the, the start the founders from the pilot at the end they were so sad like oh we don't want to <laughs> this to stop we're gonna miss like the accountability checks and so on so i said like okay let's uh, create a alumnus program where after you graduate you stay in this alumnus community and we're gonna probably do self-organized accountability meetings and so on but it's still going to be your part of a community that are working towards the same goals uh, you can share knowledge, you can learn way faster because if someone is doing, has a mistake where I'm going to help them and everyone else is going to, to learn out of it. One example was uh, one of the startups had issues with very slow loading images. And I think that's mm -hmm. a very common problem for a lot of yes. applications. So uh, to help specifically that uh, proje uh, project, 
I organized a workshop and I uh, showed a AWS solution that uh, decreased the, the low, low time of images. Like, I don't know, it was crazy. From I, I have a video about that on, on, on the channel, but basically it helped like load images almost instantly. And based on that workshop, the other projects from the Accelerator implemented it as well and got these benefits. So <laughs> someone had a struggle, we helped them and everyone benefits. And yeah, going forward, the Accelerator is going to be this hub of knowledge where it's not only me, but the whole network and community will bring them the expertise, the experiments and everything that uh, they know and share with each other. So we grow uh, together. That's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to the next batch and I will certainly, I already joined the list while we were talking five minutes ago. So I'm going to put the link to all of this in our show notes. Um, I could talk probably for another hour with you about uh, side projects and I think I will definitely bring you back once you launch your next uh, accelerator so we can talk about this again. For definitely. today, I want to uh, wrap this up with a quick question round. So quick fire round of five oh. questions for you. Yeah, that's cool. they, they are easy. All <laughs> right. So first question, Star Wars or Star Trek? Um, uh, Star Wars, because I only saw one episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I don't think watch that's movies. I, I think that's still one more than my wife. Uh, but we, we, we watch some series. Anyway, uh, Mac or Windows? Well, Mac, definitely. Yeah, I'm on that team as well. All right, yeah. your favorite IDE is? VS Code? Yes, Worries. of course. There's only one right answer. <laughs> uh, what is the, the latest discovered package, library, or service that you used uh, that helped you in your work? Uh, I would mention here both Tamagui and Superbase, really great tools that I'll definitely use more often um, in my next projects and also tutorials. By the way, quick note on Tamagui, uh, this episode drops a bit later, but I think there will still be, um, oh no, it's actually not uh, Tamagui, it's a different package. I, I will not spoil that news, uh, you're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna see it. <laughs> uh, anyway, last question, um, something that made you happy this week? Uh, something that made me happy this week. Um, yeah, I, I exchanged that question. I previously had like your latest useful purchase, yeah. but I felt this to be too materialistic. Yeah. So I changed this to be something no. that uplifts us. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's very easy if we take the last seven days because we finished a lot of projects. We launched our accelerator and that was such a relief because now I can talk about that uh, publicly. Uh, and we we are preparing for our next batch. And yeah, that's, that's a very huge uh, shift in how we're gonna do things. We're gonna try to do more free education and we're gonna try to help you more with building actual application, launching them to users. So it's, it's scary, exciting, and yeah, can't, can't wait for, for, for that. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm going to put everything in the show notes. People can find you at notjust.dev. The accelerator is notjust.dev slash accelerator. And if you still want to learn more about uh, React Native and AWS, you can also join academy.notjust.dev, uh, which is Wadim's uh, online school. And of course, you can find him on YouTube. I think you're doing weekly live streams still. Is yes. That, uh, yes, every Friday afternoon Europe yep. time, right? Yes. So. 
All right. Uh, everyone, go check that out. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out Galaxy's Dev for the first step to learn React Native. And afterwards, you can join Vadim's uh, <laughs> accelerator, hopefully. So thank you, Vadim. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. And I hope to see you again in the future. Thank you very much. It was really a pleasure talking with you as well. And yeah, looking forward to, to the next episode. Yeah, there will be many, hopefully. So <laughs> thank you.